welcome back to the Feel Good Parenthood podcast. Um, today we're going to discuss something that may be a little bit heavy, something that may be a little bit triggering for some of you, but we're going to talk about why you feel like your relationship is failing since you've had kids, why you feel like you can't connect with your partner, why you feel like you're on the brink of freaking divorce because you've got this baby. It is something that I think all of us have felt. It is so normal. So we're going to delve into this and also um, chat on a few tips that can get everybody involved and everybody feeling a little bit better. Um, So like we all know, you know, I don't really think there are many things that you can do that are going to put more pressure on your relationship than having a child. Like you've gone from it Mm -hmm. just being the two of you to it being the three of you. And like your, like your life as the mother or the birthing parent is going to completely change, right? Like you stop working. Like if you were somebody who was right into your career, you're going to have to stop that. It's just, it's, it is what it is. Like you Mm -hmm. grow, you go through all these hormonal changes. You birth a freaking human. Like (laughs) that's hectic. (laughs) like your body is pushed to its absolute limit like they say that the only thing more painful than childbirth is like being burnt so you know we're talking it's up there right and then that's like that's not even yeah right (laughs) (laughs) the alone like Um, pregnancy pushes us to literally our full capacity of life (laughs) yeah yeah like you've got this I used to call my first baby the parasite and like horrible name for him but like it's true they literally suck everything out of you they'll make you feel like you're going crazy there's just so many hormones at place so like by the time you have the baby like you're already like what the fuck is going on in my body and then we're talking like breastfeeding and that is not an easy journey and we will no doubt touch on that in another episode um but all three of us have had issues breastfeeding um like you're up all night you're sleep deprived you know you've got this Mm -hmm. little thing on you all the time and it honestly like it does not matter how how much you love being a much you want a baby you're going to struggle at some point and it's going to feel like you have completely lost yourself you have nothing left and your partner just gets to leave the house every day and go to work and leave you Mm -hmm. at home to deal with this thing that you both created (laughs) hitting that resentment level is real with every baby I think you get to that point where you're just like fuck you and you're freedom. I have, I have I literally think- said to my husband, it must be nice that you get to leave the house and go to work. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, I think the the whole, um, oh, fuck, I've just totally lost my train of thought. Come back to me. <laughs> Mum brain. <laughs> like it was literally right there at the tip of my tongue, and then I was like, poof, gone. I think back. what we while you while you remember, Court, I think yeah, you know, what we what we experienced during pregnancy and during birth and during those first few months, like firstly it's never talked about. Like no. And I almost feel like it's hidden. Like they don't want us to know that being mm-hmm. pregnant makes us smarter. It makes us more emotionally intelligent. It's you know, they don't want us to know that we're actually getting all of these like computer upgrades. upgrades. Because yeah. when we come out the other side, it is, it's all of the it's the little things that we forget, but you know, six years down the track, I can go back and I can tell you categorically every single thing that I forgot. Like that's pretty mm-hmm. fucking epic, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that process of pregnancy and and all of the changes, the biological changes that happen within us, just gets completely yeah. skimmed over. 
Mm-hmm. It totally does. I was going to go back to that whole idea of um, now that my thoughts come back to my brain. Yeah. Um, was that the whole idea of mother, the mother load, like the mother yeah. load? And I literally had this conversation with my husband yesterday, and I was like, right, you know, things, you know, we're going to be moving into a new house. And Every like things need to change. I'm like because I've got a thousand and one tabs open in my brain yeah. at all times. Have the sheets been cleaned? Have the towels been done? What's happening with the kids' lunches this week? Have we got the cook the the menu sorted for the week? Who's going in to get the washing? Um, you know who's going into the um grocery shop? Like you like when's the have has the school stationery list been done? We have literally got a huge amount of shit going on in our brains all of the time, and mm-hmm. it's very likely that our partners don't. Yeah. Yes. have that going on and yeah. that, that, that can be that such conversation. we've just had that conversation yeah, and she was like, yeah. I wouldn't know where yeah. their doctor's appointments are or pickups and drop-offs and yeah this is it I know oh, my husband gets a little bit like antsy about it when I bring it up with him because I'm just like I need to be able to like put like delegate shit because I'm sick yeah. of it being in my brain all of the time and always having to be the one considering of it. Like, and I mean, like, don't get me wrong. He's absolutely amazing. And we're an outstanding team, but it's still this like day-to-day grind shit. And that yeah. if you're not communicating with that shit mm-hmm. um, often and openly and clearly and kindly, mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> which is like my thing that I need to learn. Yeah. To do. <laughs> um, so sometimes I'm not so kind with how I deal with it, but um the thing is, is that that can be such a bone of contention in your relationship as well. Absolutely. And it's yeah. hard. Yeah. 100%. I think, think we, oh, oh. I was going to say, we, we definitely fell into, and I'm going to call it a trap, but we fell into mm-hmm. this trap of <clears throat> trying to function as like us in a relationship before we had kids where yeah. we could just, you know, whatever it was, talk about it. Whereas once you've had one, two, three, God, I know people with four and five kids, enter mm. into that relationship, who you are as a person changes. So your relationship with everybody yeah. around you changes. And it's probably been yeah. the last year and a half that we've really gone, okay, like we actually need to go back and work out who, yeah. like who is Emma as a mum? Because mm-hmm. Emma is like the corporate, you know, like person from before isn't who I am anymore. So how no, do I now? No, and it's never coming back. Like that no. person's never ever coming back. So it's no. like a, it's almost like a death, and there is definitely like a grieving process. So we've got yeah, this, yeah, this little human that's you know razor blading our nipples constantly and pooing all over us. And, yes, <laughs> and then we're also grieving the loss of who we used to be. Like mm. I don't know about you guys, but something I get really frustrated on, and this is kind of taking a bit of a turn. It's a bit of a vent sesh, but um, <laughs> of, like. <laughs> Never being able to finish anything. Like my 17-month-old, I'm trying to declutter my house at the moment. And I'm like, I need to get to the bathroom. But I cannot because my 17-month-old is just in there like throwing shit everywhere, putting shaving cream all over the house. And I'm all like, or they're out here making a gigantic mess. And it's like, I just want to finish doing a job to move on to the next. But it's just, I've always got 15,000 jobs going because I'm like, okay, I'm going to go put a load of washing on. But then, oh crap, I need to go get that out of that room. And oh my God, this room's a mess. And like, you know, this constant load. I reckon that's, everything. yes, I reckon that's where multitasking actually fucks us. Like it shoots us on the foot mm. big time because we're tr- like yep. constantly going from this to this, to this, to this, but we actually never get that feeling of completion and success. Yes. So I think that it's more... Uh, like a bit of a shift we need to make within ourselves that it's like we just need to do one thing at what a time yes yeah. yes yeah. 100%. it's funny I actually was just saying to my husband the other day well 
we were having a full-blown conversation about it because I was like, you know, equal rights, I'm there. I'm 100% there about Mm -hmm. equal rights. But can we start talking about fucking equal responsibility in the household? Yeah, Yeah. like it's not my job to mop the house. He agreed, but I was like, man. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to have my moment. Listen to my moment. (laughs) Use your goddamn initiative and do the freaking dishes. (laughs) (laughs) It's true for so many women. They do, yeah. But like venting aside, you know, and something that it's taken me a little while to realize in many, many conversations with my husband, but a lot of the time, you know, the working parents struggling too, like, you know, in a lot of cases, especially when we're still on mat leave, maybe not once the kids are a little bit older, but definitely in the early days, they're solely reliant, you know, the, the household funds are mostly solely reliant on them, especially if we're on unpaid mat leave. And like, that must be freaking stressful. Yeah, like, yeah. so a big stressful. Load. Yeah, like huge load. Like we could lose our house. We might we might not be able to eat. So like we're dealing with all these little niggly things and they're dealing with the umbrella, right? Like they're dealing yeah. with the I need to keep the house going. And so like remembering mm. that, um I think as well, like my second and third babies were pretty hard. Like they cried mm. a lot of the time. They just wanted me. They fed really, really regularly. And like my husband felt really useless. He didn't know how to help me and he didn't know what to do. And I was in that stage of being like, well, why can't you just read my mind? Why can't you just do these things? Like he was great with the older kids. Don't get me wrong. He's amazing with the older kids, but just didn't know how to help with the baby. And some, like some days I was like, okay, I need you to come in this house and I just need you to mop the floor. And then other days it was like, no, I just need you to take the baby because I want to mop the floor. And it's like, Mm. it gets into that pattern where we just expect them to read our minds and expect them to know what we're going through how we're feeling and they're missing they're missing things that like you know they come home and we're like oh my god the baby took their first steps and they're like oh wow that's amazing but they missed that like yeah I think remembering that like when we enter into that motherhood space like and you know everybody talks about the liminal space of motherhood Mm -hmm. and like that liminal space in birth where you know you're in transition like it's happening you're all in you're going Mm -hmm. but it hasn't happened yet but you're not where you were yesterday. And it's the same in motherhood. We enter in, we enter in as these, you know, women that have never walked this path before. Mm. And we're in this liminal space of learning what we need to do. Quite often we forget that men go through that as well. Um, My husband always used to say to me, that's Emma, like, you know, she's the mum and I'm the roadie. Like I just take bags and shit. Yeah. (laughs) Um, He actually found a really cool T-shirt and he was like, I'm getting that T-shirt. But he did. He was like, I don't know. Like she just wants you. And, you know, while we're going through all of our hormonal shifts as women um, and as mothers, men go through theirs as well. So when that Mm. testosterone, Mm. you know, when they like, yes, they get the oxytocin and all the rest of it as well. But when their testosterone peaks, that like really you know, like motivates and pushes them into that provider, you know, Protector, when we go back to provider. providers and stuff. Yeah. I did not know that this was a thing. Their, test- their testosterone peaks when yeah, they become yeah. a father. Yeah. So they kind the of hell? go through their own hormonal shifts and it's all tied to oxytocin. Yeah. And I'm definitely no expert, but I've read You learn about. something new every day. That's so yeah. interesting. Um, wow. But that, that heightened testosterone is what makes them, you know, want to and really will them to be that provider take on that role Mm. and that's why quite often we see dads throw themselves into work 
because it, yeah. it has to work. The they stability. Can't yeah. this thing because they're providing for their family. 100%. That was a big thing. The detriment. Okay. Yeah, that was a big thing for my husband as well. It was just like he just was like, I have to provide a, like a stable environment. And when we came over from Perth to New Zealand, there was a period of unemployment that mm. was so stressful. Like that was so yeah. so big. It lasted yeah. a lot longer than what we both expected it would. Obviously, it was around the time the world was going a bit crazy, so there was so many other layers to it. Um, mm. But yeah, that's that's yeah, it's huge. Like it's so huge. Yeah. I think sometimes we think that. There's a lot open in our minds, but there's also a lot of pressure yeah, on themselves. Yeah, but we don't think about those. No, yeah. no. Mm-hmm. I yeah, was they just going to say. They only have three tabs, but they're big. <laughs> yeah, big yeah. tabs. <laughs> yeah. Big tabs. That's true. That's and we're so much more like for as mums, like we just see it as a change in their behaviour. Um, mm. And it's something we were actually talking about just the other weekend where like when we think about our chakras, like that. Yeah. Um, awareness to the world for us is so wide open it has to be Mm -hmm. to be able to bring another baby another person into the world but it makes us so sensitive to everything around us that their little Mm. changes in behaviors we see but because we don't really understand why they're there that's Mm. where relationships start to hit struggle town yeah so I thought I would just Sorry, I was just going to say, like, when I met, so I met my husband, so I knew him a little while before, actually, I must share my um, story one time, our our love story one time, because it's quite funny, Um, but when we, I knew him for a little while beforehand, but we were actually only together six months when we got pregnant with Quinn, so the majority of our relationship has been a parenting relationship yeah we weren't yeah. even that established as a couple yeah. and so a lot of the time I'm just like oh god why like why did that happen like we needed we, it would have been so nice just to have had more time together yeah pre pre kids um but so for me like the whole topic of like why your relationship might be failing since having kids it's not it doesn't feel overly applicable for our situation because most of mm. our relationship is is with yeah. children that's the only yeah. way that it has been yeah. yeah we were three months i moved from brisbane oh to my Darwin god you and we got saw him. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so it was a real baptism of fire so i feel you but like Fuck i think yeah. Yeah, we've definitely had periods where, like, maybe you don't feel like your relationship is failing in that instance. Maybe you feel like you maybe fucked up. The word. Yeah, yeah, like, maybe maybe we should have waited longer. Maybe I should have gotten to know this person longer. And, like, you know, even though you're solid as hell, like, it, it still takes its toll. Mm-hmm. Um, so we could go on about this all day, I think. I yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But... We're going to go through a couple, a couple of bits and pieces of like how, how to kind of navigate this a little bit better. Um, so like giving them like how that, how can they help? Like tell them what you need. Don't expect them to read your mind. Don't expect them to just know, like they can help, especially in the early days of like, you know, making sure that you've got food, you know, take on a couple of the household duties, like, you know, take showers and bath times for the baby or for the older kids and things like that. They can pick up groceries. They can, you know what, even if the baby always wants you, like put the baby in the carrier and send them off with dad. It is okay if they cry for dad. They've cried for us as well. As long as they're healthy, a caring, a caring, loving caregiver, they're not going to, it's not going to kill them but they need to build up that confidence so you know we can like it is okay for them to cry for dad just like they cry for us dad needs to learn how to settle them and that's the only way isn't it yeah Yeah. 
don't tell me that you've never had a time where you've been trying to settle a baby to sleep and they scream at you for a full-blown hour like why is that Mm -hmm. okay for you but it's not okay for dad like such double standards and we're creating them yes (laughs) i know that's that's where that whole life yeah i was gonna say that's where that whole parental preference thing kind of comes in is that we can start to um what's the word like firm that up in our child's mind is that no dad can't do it mum only can do it and that that further hinders yeah yeah and and that further hinders the relationship yeah it's hard to listen to go outside yeah like he needs a chance to learn and he needs he needs that opportunity to feel that success like we all know when it is baby and they cry and then you get it you're like yeah not only do they need it but they deserve it like they are Mm -hmm. just as much a parent as you are so like Mm -hmm. remember that that it's okay if your baby cries as long as they are being held and comforted it really doesn't Mm -hmm. matter who's doing the comforting and they're going to comfort differently like you know i god knows i know my husband's come to me that they just want food they're hungry they just want food but like if you've just fed them they don't just want food like you know they Mm -hmm. may want you but it's okay Mm -hmm. that they've got that you know he made his second burst, mm-hmm. but he's still pretty good. Give <laughs> 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 your t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. Give, them, yeah. give them your t-shirt, you know, things like that. Um, but also, like, you know, tips on communication because, again, it can feel like you are constantly in this revolving door of, like, blaming and yelling and being like, you just don't understand me. You don't, you're not going through these changes. Mm-hmm. Like, they are. They just don't talk about it as much as we do a lot of the time. You know, they were, you know, boys. Mm-hmm. If, if we were raised as, like, you know, be a good girl and stop crying, they were certainly raised like that. Like, there's a lot of damage on, on you know, fathers mm-hmm. of this mm-hmm. generation yeah, and it's, it's a real problem. Me. Boys don't cry. <laughs> Boys don't cry. Like, yeah, it's ridiculous. So some things that I love doing in my household, and I'm sure that you girls can add to these, um, like have a magnet on the fridge. Like what's your nighttime routine? What needs to get done? You know, rather than going like, you should just know, write it down. Like don't expect them to do so. Treat them yeah. like a child. <laughs> right. I need the dishes to be done. The dogs need to be fed. You know, this needs to be set out. Like the kids' school bags need to be packed. Like go through it all. Mm-hmm. Like don't expect them to just know because we had to learn at some point, right? Mm-hmm. Like don't expect that. And don't communicate when you're angry. Like if you have no. to walk away from a conversation and be like, you know what? I want to continue this conversation in a better place with you. But right now I'm going to start saying things that I don't mean just say, Hey, I, and that goes for our kids too. Like I've used that with my kids as well, where I'm like, Hey, mommy's mm-hmm. just feeling really frustrated right now. I'm going to walk away for five minutes and I will be back. Um, I feel like we need to employ their- like connect and redirect in our relationship as yes. well. Like just have a moment yes. of connection and be like, I need you to see me. I need you to hear me. And then yeah. I need to go away. Yeah. And then I'm going to come back while we're, we're all calmer and then we're going to have a good yeah. conversation about it. That's such yeah. a good point, actually, Em. Like, yeah, that whole connect and redirect thing that we were like, we do it with our kids. And it's like, actually, yeah. no, that would yeah. work really freaking well in yeah. a husband and wife relationship or any relationship, yeah. right? Relationship, um, yeah. Because yeah. most of the time all we want to know is that we're just being heard and understood mm. and empathised yeah. with. That is yeah. going to, um, what's the word, dissolve the tension yeah. quickly. Yes. Um, another one that I love is like, try to come carve some day out in the time that some time out in the day for you. So like, nobody's going to do this for you. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Nobody is coming to you unless you've got like really, really good support networks. But for the most part, everybody's freaking busy. So nobody's mm-hmm. coming to you and be like, you know what? You need, you look like you need a break. Like, let me take the baby off of you. Like, it just doesn't happen. So that is honestly your responsibility. Your self-care is your responsibility, just like everything else yeah. is. But I always say, if, you, if you're not willing to put yourself first, nobody else will. No, no, mm-hmm. we're not. Um, but like, you know, feeding the baby and then handing them off to dad and going for a long, hot shower in those newborn days, that's going to feel like a trip to the freaking Maldives. Like, mm-hmm. oh my God, it feels good. Like you don't mm-hmm. have to listen out for a crying baby because hubby's got it or, you know, mm-hmm. wifey's got it or the mother-in-law's got it or whoever's got it. Yeah. Um, but also like make time to talk to each other, check in with each other. Again, you know yeah. that you're going through things, but do you know what your partner's going through? Like. Yeah. How are they feeling? So like, you know, in, again, in the first few days, and we're kind of talking newborns here, but again, this goes all the time and, and it changes as kids get older, but going like, you know, hey, can you come and help me clean the kitchen? Cause like, it's a fucking bomb site, but we need to chat. Like, mm. how are you? How was your day? Like, you know, what's coming up for you? And again, if they don't want to talk like that, that's fine. You can just yap at them. Like I do with my husband. Um, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> Rather than, rather than just like kind of expecting these conversations to just happen or waiting until you're blowing your top because, you know, the house is a complete mess and you're overstimulated and all of the things, like pull that time to make sure that you're both getting time to sort of say your piece, things like that before things get mm-hmm. really bad. But like, I think honestly, the biggest thing for me in my relationship, it really changed when I just stopped expecting my husband to read my mind. And I just told yeah. him what I needed him to do. Yeah. And he'd do it. Like, I'd be like, hey, can you go and mop the floor, please? And he'd be like, oh, yeah, no dramas. But, like, he wouldn't do it on his own. But, yeah. you know, rather than going, like, they, they should just, they just don't know. They do They <laughs> don't. Like, they should just know. They should just know that, like, that mark on the window is bothering me. They don't. Just tell them. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That's so funny. I was going to say, I just wanted to add one to as well just to like remember to date each other like through it because the most of the I think a lot of the time when there's like that disconnect between the and the relationship and you can feel like it's all kind of going to shit is when we don't have that one-on-one time with our partner and it's not always going to be possible especially in the Mm. early days with a new baby or a new new sibling or all those kinds of things but wherever possible make that a priority in the relationship I saw something recently was like a two 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 rule it was like every um two weeks go for a date every two months go away for a weekend and every um what was the other two I don't know but another something or rather it'll come to me later um like everything um it, it was go away for a week you know what I mean so it was like and it's that time that you have with your partner it's it's a it's not necessarily going to be something that is going to work for you all the time every day whatever but it's just going to be a priority yeah yeah, yeah absolutely yeah, absolutely I, think I used to and even if it's a coffee date like yeah, yeah. yeah it doesn't have to be anything big. Go out in big chunks, but even if it's you know, and it could be at home, but it might just yeah. be a cup of coffee or not coffee, um, and taking it outside <laughs> and sitting in the sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think in those early days, like. I think we go through like excuses as to why we can't do it. Like I've got little kids and I have had this conversation with clients and myself regularly or friends where it's like, Oh, I can't do that. Cause I've got little kids. No, that's an excuse. Mm-hmm. Like it really is. You might get interrupted, but like make dinner and sit down with your partner without your phones. Like that's, that's a good date in the, in the early days, you know? And mm-hmm. if that's not possible, then make it lunch, get somebody to come and watch. like, there is always a way around it. I have a really annoying trait of being able to find ways around things. <laughs> <When> <laughs> It's not me. For everybody else, like, yeah. 
we um, have we have like, like a, a takeaway night so we put the kids to bed early and then one of us drives into town to grab takeaways and then we come you know usually it's butter chicken and a cheese naan but um and that's that's our thing that we do and it's to- yeah. totally child free the kids have a separate dinner usually it's just eggs on toast something real easy and then it's travis and i red wine butter chicken cheese naan chill chat play a game whatever yeah mm. can be really simple it needs to be really simple, actually. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I agree. Mm. It definitely doesn't need to be elaborate dates at, you know, the top restaurant in town anymore. Just find ways <laughs> that, that work for your family. Um, it totally can be that. Well, I won't can, say no. If you, if you can, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If you've got a good uh, mother-in-law or mother around the corner, absolutely. But I think, yeah, main takeaway, guys, is like kids Kids are hard on relationships. And like, honestly, it, it probably will fail if you can't, put that time in and and remember and go back to why you love each other and all of the things and do that communication like you know marriage or relationships do take work they don't just stay because you've got kids it's not a thing it's not the 60s where you never got divorced anymore like you know people are breaking up all the time so it's like if you if you forget and forget to go back to the basics and forget to talk to them and all of the things like, you know, you may not break up, but it may not be a very nice place to be. So, Oh, gross. And that would be so horrible. Like, that's what I often think, like, a lot of marriages will end once the kids leave home. Yeah. Because you've got all of a sudden, you've, you've got, got nothing, nothing in, you. Yeah, nothing yeah. in common with this person anymore. So, I mean, at one point, you looked at this. Yeah. And then at one point, like, you yeah. looked at this man and you were like, I would have child like have my babies like yeah you want those those same feels throughout the rest of your like well that's how I want to be anyway yeah yes, I want to teach my kids that that's what a relationship looks like it's not just like two ships mm. passing and you know it's your mm. turn to cook dinner it's like a you know yeah we we love each other and this is how we communicate and you know all of the things like it, they they learn that from us um so happy relationship we'll is so guys. good for our kids yeah absolutely absolutely um but yeah we would love to hear how you how this landed for you guys and if you if you do some really awesome things in your household like please let us know because we're always um we love sharing this stuff so yeah absolutely thanks for joining us guys and we'll see you next time